Welcome to Effortless Swimming, the podcast for swimmers, triathletes, and coaches. Join Australian swim coach Brenton Ford as he reveals the latest techniques and information to improve your swimming. Let's dive right in. Welcome to another episode of the Effortless Swimming Podcast. Today's guest is someone who's been a SwimProve member, so a member in uh, our swim coaching community, uh, Ray Trutterset. He uh, just completed the Double Ultra World Double Ultra World Cup uh, in Hungary, and basically what that is is it's a double Ironman. So basically, think of an Ironman event and double the distance. So um, Ray did that about a month ago and did uh, extremely well. He ended up winning it by about three hours, which you'll uh, talk about uh, on this podcast. So we're going to cover some things from uh, his training leading up to it. What are some of the things he focused on for his swim? And um, with his technique, and uh, and what are some of the workouts that he did? So, Ray, welcome to the podcast. Uh, welcome. It was nice to uh, come and speak. Like you're you're in Estonia uh, in Estonia at the moment. I'm uh, here in Australia, so the time difference is about uh, about eight hours, I think. So, thanks for getting up early and, and jumping on the podcast with me. Yeah, that's no problem. <laughs> so, um, can you talk a little bit about the um, the Double Ultra World Cup in Hungary that you did a, a couple of weeks ago? And um, first of all, what inspired you to enter a double Ironman event? Because most people think of an Ironman, they think that's a crazy distance to do. But then think of doubling that, uh, that's a, a massive accomplishment just to make it to the end, let alone win it. So, um, what, uh, what inspired you to, to enter this double Ironman event? Uh, I just want to wind out... Um uh, can I can I finish this? And uh, actually, I like this uh, long distance. Uh, I have done um, many many ultra runs, so uh, so I decided that uh, my running is quite good, and I want to try it. So, so your background's in long distance running. Yeah, I have done it um, more than ten years. So, and then what sort of background did you have in uh, in swimming? Did you grow up as a swimmer, or is it something that you learnt later on in life? Uh, actually, no. Uh, my swimming was um, the worst part. Maybe two two years ago, I swim. I swam one kilometer twenty five minutes. So uh, I just uh, learning now. And so um, you so you joined uh, Swimproof, which is um, our online coach membership where you can get video analysis and workouts and things like that. And um, we sort of communicated via email a yeah. couple of months ago and um, you sent in a video for analysis and um, I made a couple of recommendations. And so what, by having someone look at your stroke, because I mean, something that, um, that, that we've been doing a lot is running freestyle clinics and doing video analysis for a lot of swimmers. And um, the feedback I always get is that video analysis, so some specific feedback about um, what to focus on for that individual is mm-hmm. by far the, the most um, by far the, the biggest help for, for people. So what did you find um, from your video analysis and what were some of the changes that you started to make because of it? Uh, uh, I think, uh, yeah, it was really, really useful because um, uh, I found out my that my stroke timing was uh, complete, completely wrong. So I was focusing uh, for this, um, to pro- improving this and I have made so many uh, this uh, catch-up drill, <laughs> and uh, and now it's getting really really good because um, uh, I have done some small distance in Estonia and uh, 
the gap between between first one is uh, getting smaller every every race. Ah, oh, that's good. And I mean, um, experience in in open water. So the more racing that you do, the more training that you do um, in in races, whether that's the pool or open water, the better you get because a lot of it comes down to. Um, your skill in in learning how to draft and and how to sight properly, um, but also just improving your your swimming speed in general. So I think from memory, with your video analysis, your um, so you were pulling through a little bit earlier than you needed to, so you weren't keeping your hand out the front long enough. Is that right? Yeah, that was uh, correct. So and one of the one of the um, things I got you to focus on was just catch up drills. So pull through with one hand. And when that enters, you start pulling through with your other hand. And just, just to fix up that timing, because um, if you're pulling through too early um, and you're not holding your hand out in the extension phase long enough, then quite often you're not getting um, the best catch that you can. So um, catch-up drill is a great drill for improving um, out the front so you catch and you pull through. And then um, one of the other things that we sort of focused on was the, the bigger workouts, so the bigger swim sessions in the lead-up to your 7.6K swim. So um, can you talk a little bit about what like what kind of uh, training program you had for swimming leading up to this double Ironman? Um, I, was, I was using this uh, training program uh, what is uh, in your home base there. Uh, there were any kind of drills, uh, speed drills and... Uh, um, uh, shorter ones, uh, but basically I did this. Um, there was uh, three groups: beginner, mediate, and uh, and uh, and advanced. And I did this advanced uh, schedule. So you followed the advanced workouts in the in the program. So I mean, we've got about we've got over a hundred workouts in it's improved, and um, they they come in three levels. And the beginner one's about a k per workout. Um, intermediate's about two to two and a half K and then advanced is anywhere from three to five K or, or a little bit more. And, um, so you, so you were following the, the advanced workouts there and, um, there, I mean, they're a mixture of, they're not just, you know, five K straight. It's a mixture of some drills, some skills like kicking and, and pull, um, and then also some aerobic sets and some speed, even though you're doing a long distance, I think speed is uh, important as well. So, um, what was your what was your longest swim that you did before the race, or your longest training session? Yeah, my my longest one was one week uh, before the race, and it was seven point six kilometers in the pool. So yeah, so you, you tested yourself. You saw if uh, you wanted to make sure you could do the uh, do the distance comfortably. And, yeah, uh, yes. and, yeah. And you, and did you feel alright after having a, a week's break and then going into the race? Like, did you did you feel like um, a week was a good time to do that distance beforehand, or did you feel like um, you should have done that a little bit earlier? Like, what did you pull up fine for the race? Uh, yes, this one week was exactly uh, what I needed because um, uh, when I get, got out from the water in the race, uh, I felt so good that uh, just uh, I wanted to go to, to do the bike, and uh, but. Um, when I did my first long um, swimming, I think it was two and a half months before before the race. Uh, then after two days, I couldn't basically move my hands because my shoulders were so so uh, painful. 
So I, I, I think that these long swimmings are the key to do it well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, anyone that's training for an event um, over, you know, two or three Ks in distance, um, getting some longer swims in, and they don't necessarily need to be fast. It's just about getting the distance in and um, building up your, your engine and getting your, your arms and your shoulders and your back used to doing that um, that kind of distance because um, it's very hard to get away with doing two swim sessions a week. You, you've really got to be doing three sessions or more each week in order to, to feel comfortable in the race um, and to have that kind of swim fitness there. And um, in terms of consistency, I mean, Michael Phelps trained every single day for five years um, for five years so he was in the water for you know nearly 1500 days in a row and um you don't need to be that consistent with your training but um it's really important to keep that feel of the water by being consistent with your swimming and um is that what you found i mean how many sessions a week were you doing with in the lead up to the race uh i always do before before the race uh, maybe five or, or more because mm. last week is the most important to get the feeling of the water but usually my swimming sessions are four or five times a week. And I think that's a really good amount for, um, I mean, you're training for three sports and, you know, doing four or five a week is a, is a really good number to, um, to be able to fit in those other sports, um, but also to make sure that your swim leg is, uh, is going to be strong. Because, I mean, um, I, I work with a lot of triathletes and um, trying to just get away with two sessions a week, it's... Um, unless you've got a big background in swimming, it's it's really hard to to make sure you do really well in the swim with two sessions a week. Um, and and there is a point of diminishing returns. I mean, if you're training seven sessions a week in the pool, but you've still got two other sports to train for, then that might be um, too many sessions. It's about the ideal sort of number for you to get um, the biggest bang for your buck in your training. And uh, I think four to five is a, a really good number. So, are you, you uh, do you work full time? I mean, how do you how do you fit in that kind of training um, uh, around work or family and, and that sort of thing? Uh, actually, at the moment, I am um, self-employed. But uh, last September, I was working uh, as a as a regular worker. <laughs> so um, uh, then I decided to quit my job and uh, and uh, prepare for this uh, double. I went to live in uh, Lanzarote for seven months. There were perfect uh, conditions for training and, and now I'm back in Estonia and thinking uh, what I'm going to do next. <laughs> so you uh, so you lived the life of a full-time athlete for a, a couple of months there? Uh, yeah, basically still, still living, but... Uh, but um, I'm, I'm, I, at the moment, I'm not planning to go back to work uh, uh, as employed, but, uh, but I, I'm doing my own stuff. I'm, I'm a lawyer at the moment. So. Very cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you, can, uh, if you can just train full time like that, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, and I, I think, um, I mean, I've, sort of lived that lifestyle for a little while um, when I was in, you know, in school without, um, without a job or anything like that. And um, it's, it's not as, uh, as easy as it sounds because the training can take a real toll on your, your body and your mind. And um, it's, uh, it's still a very tough lifestyle to live. I mean, um, 
yeah, I mean, working full time and training is hard, but just training full time as well is is a real really taxing on your your body and your mind. Yeah, I, I agree because I tried this uh, only only training time and it won't suit me because I need something uh, for my brain also. <laughs> yeah, so you felt like you had to keep mentally stimulated as well along the way. Yeah, exactly. And you've got uh, so you've got another event coming up um, in the next couple of months where you've got it's an eleven k swim. What's uh, what's that event? Uh, actually, it is uh, in the next year, but uh, uh, but the, the event is triple triple ultra. So it's a triple so, triple Ironman. Yeah, triple Ironman, and and uh, another one is what I want to do next year is uh, five the five time Ironman. But the difference is that the triple is done uh, by that uh, that first you swim or all distance, then you go biking and then run. But uh, five time is every day one uh, full distance. Wow! <laughs> oh my God, that's geez, uh, you'll be super fit when you get to that um if you're not super fit already after doing a double iron man so the triple so the double took you 22 hours is that right yeah and then uh how long are you expecting for the the triple uh, it depends the, uh, what is the course um, there is uh, some hard courses spike courses and easy one uh, the easy one should take about 35 hours but yeah, if it's hard hours. yeah but if if i decide to go to england then there is quite hard bike course and run course, so it usually takes ten hours more. Wow, that's uh, that is awesome. So, um, I mean, in the uh, what sort of preparation do you do in the lead up to it with um, with your diet? I mean, it can take a bit of time to to find out what works for you in terms of you know what you can keep down and uh, and what you can digest easily. So, have you got that pretty well sorted in terms of what you're eating while you're racing? Uh, I, I think so because actually uh, I'm eating basically like a vegan, but um, uh, at the moment I have made some tests and uh, uh, it shows that I have some uh, some uh, minerals uh, missing with this diet. But at the moment everything feels good, and I now try to find out how I should uh, eat uh, to get these uh, missing minerals. So what? How long have you been vegan for? Uh, from from the beginning of this year. Beginning of the year. And have you found it's helped with your endurance? Yeah, because uh, it helps me re- recover very quickly from my training. So uh, I think this is the key. And uh, in this um, ultra event, uh, I think I was... I beat uh, others uh, with my uh, diet, I think. Because my, my uh, food choice was... Uh, uh, totally different than they, they, they were. Well, there seems to be a lot of um, a lot of athletes going vegan or vegetarian, uh, particularly endurance athletes. And uh, I think it's. Uh, I mean, I haven't. I've never tried it myself, and and I'm more of a um, shorter distance racer. But um, do you have you found it hard to make that transition? Uh, actually, no. Uh, I. I I I, don't, I I'm doing it because I I like it. Do um do you um did you find that you lost weight with it? Like what um was it? Did it take any adjusting when you came to training? Did it um did you find that you 
you know, had to get used to the, I don't know, the, the, the different kind of, uh, I guess, energy that you'd, you'd have there with, um, say, higher sugar, uh, a higher sugar diet and things like that where it's more bursts of energy. Did you find it was more sustained and, um, and that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, it was more sustained. But um, uh, I, I think this, uh, I, I have only seen the good, uh, good uh, part of this at the moment. Uh, I hope uh, I can manage this uh, shortcoming from uh, min- mineral because I really believe this, uh, this kind of diet is, is the key for uh, long distances. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I mean, you athletes um, and podcasters like Rich Roll, I know he's, uh, um, he's on a plant-based diet and um, he's an excellent uh, athlete. And uh, one of my swimmers who has uh, won the Manhattan Island swim, um, Ollie Wilkinson, who, who's trained in Melbourne for a couple of years with me, he's, uh, he's vegetarian. And um, yeah, and, and he swears by it. So that's, uh, that's really good. And I think experimenting with that kind of thing and and finding what works best for you is um you know you can really find a huge gain in your uh in your performance so that's um that's fantastic now just um just one last uh question what um do you train by yourself and like and if you do what sort of um advice would you give to other athletes when it comes to sticking to your training regime and getting yourself to the pool or getting yourself out there on the road to um to do the the train if you haven't got a squad around you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I'm I'm doing this my, by myself. Only only you are helping me me with the swimming, but uh, everything else, bike training and uh, and run training, I'm I'm thinking up myself. So um, actually, I haven't had any uh, any problems uh, to go and train because I I really love it and. Uh, and everything um, what I do, I, I do because I want. But uh, of course, when I started uh, swimming, you know, last last year and a year before, I swam only maybe 100 k per year. But this year, I have done already already 350 k. So <laughs> <laughs> the main key what I have discovered is that. Um, that uh, in swimming you just have to swim a lot and you you start feeling so good that uh, you're actually gonna like it because uh, because if you do once or twice per week uh, then you can't get this feeling and then maybe yeah it is like oh I, I have to go swim and I don't like it and but it's uh, if you do it more then then you will love it and there's speed and uh, and uh, times go down very quickly yeah that's uh that's an excellent point is the more you swim the better you feel uh, and the more improvements you make which really encourages you and drives you to get back to the pool and um i was chatting with a friend on facebook today and they were saying that um they're seeing these incremental gains in their swimming because they're going consistently they've they know what to focus on and just getting these little tiny gains it's only got to be um, you know, maybe you're making a little bit further distance, maybe you're hitting faster times, um, but just any kind of uh, incremental gain is, is what keeps you um, motivated. And, and also that feeling, I think, is, I mean, I've found the same thing is it's been winter here. I, I took a couple of weeks off swimming, and now I'm just starting to, to get back into it. And um, I had one good session there where I just felt really good. My stroke was great, um, f- feeling the water really well, and that's um, got me in the water 
um, you know, five, six times a week and, um, and doubling up some days as well. So it's just that, that feeling is addictive. And, um, and once you start to get a good feel for your stroke, it's, um, you just want to keep getting back in the water and, um, and working on it. So uh, I can completely um, agree with what you're saying is that consistency is what uh, keeps you going. And the other point is that um, uh, before I found out the effort of swimming, then then my swim, tra- swim training was um, basically I went to water and uh, and I just swam. But uh, now I have discovered these uh, drills and now I know that this is the key to improve. Because otherwise you just stick on your on your speed and nothing will change. Yeah, and um, I mean, I've over the last couple of weeks I've done uh, close to a hundred um, videos for analysis um, with the clinics that we've had, and um, and just and so I give people two or three main things to focus on and a couple of drills to to help them improve different parts of their stroke, whether that's their entry or their their catch or their body position, and um, and just just having two or three things that you know if you focus on them and improve them that that's actually going to give you um, a, a, an improvement there. Um, that's, it's really motivating. And I, I know for myself, when I um, have a look at my stroke and I, I see things that, that need improvement, um, you know, if you know that making those changes will, um, will have that improvement, then it's, it is motivating. Whereas if you don't know specifically what you need to, to focus on, and it might be hit and miss whether you do improve if you make these changes, that can be a little frustrating. And that's where swimmers can plateau with their speed and their fitness so um yeah so knowing what will work for you and um comparing your stroke to someone who is a little bit faster um can be really uh, really positive for um for not only your training but also your results so uh yeah that's um that's a great point so um right thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and um all the best for your training over the next couple of um, months and uh, year leading up to this this triple ironman and uh, no doubt I'll see you in, um, in Swimprove in the forum there um, and I'll be sending out some, um, some videos and uh, more workouts and things like that to focus on. So, Ray, thank you again. And thank you. Uh, I'll hope to uh, have you on the podcast down the track after this triple Ironman. Yeah, yeah I hope so. <laughs> awesome. Thanks again, Ray. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Effortless Swimming Podcast. To get transcriptions, bonus videos, and to be the first to hear about new episodes, go to swimmingpodcast.com.